again, everyone, and welcome to the Scientific Coaching Podcast. Welcome into Season 4, Episode 17, the last episode before the holiday season. Thanksgiving, of course, right around the corner. Hopefully, you're taking us with you as you uh, go to your destination. I know Darren will be. He'll be letting, uh, he'll be hearing himself all over again when he drives to see his dad this weekend. <laughs> you aren't going to do that, right? You aren't going to give us a free listen. Oh yeah, I'll subject Liz to the us <laughs> talking about sports. <laughs> She's probably got noise canceling headphones by now. This is true. She does have multiple pairs. <laughs> okay, so she's good. I just ruined your first Thanksgiving. It was a married couple. <laughs> I'm good at this. I think. All right. Well, we'll get into this, uh, so we can just go ahead and skip to the meat of the episode. No need to hear me pandering on for five hours. Although that would be a fantastic car ride thing. (laughs) West Virginia creamed Cincinnati on on Saturday. I actually forgot the final score of that game. Uh, 42-21. That's it. They doubled them up. So here's my question for you. That is West Virginia's seventh win of the season. How big a win was it? Like, is that it? it, To me, it kind of feels like. It was a game where you should have blown them out because Cincinnati is truly not that good. But at the same time, how many times have we seen West Virginia come out of the gate slow against a team they really should have beaten? And it feels like this, it kind of cemented like, okay, when this team has played teams that is supposed to be beating, it has in the most part beaten them, mm-hmm. save Houston. So I, I don't know. This seems like kind of, it's not, you know, seven wins is a big deal. It's a winning season. But it feels like this is so much bigger than that because of what it proved this team did. Yeah, it. I mean, it was it was nice to see them, you know, sticking to what worked before, and that was the one game. Uh, I didn't even know that Donaldson was coming into this game uh, injured, so Jaheim White got a majority of the workload. And boy, did he go off. Um, the point where it was named Big 12 Newcomer of the Week. Yep. So him and and Green. And Green didn't do a whole lot of, of scripted ones, per se. But, um, I mean, he did take off. I mean, he got 150-some yards. But I don't believe a majority of those were, were scripted runs. They were just... I need to get free. Let's go. Um, so I, I think they had something like 470 or 450, something like that, uh, between 400 and 450 yards of, of rushing the whole game. Uh, insane. <laughs> and two, uh, I think, was it uh, 630 yards total? Um, just holy cow. And really, the the two touch uh, the, the the two touchdowns that um, that uh, Cincinnati scored were effectively garbage time touchdowns. I mean, they were basically meaningless. Yeah, I mean, they really were. It's like okay, um, yeah. I was like, eh, whatever. You can have some pride, I guess. <laughs> Although, give Cincinnati credit they they played hard all throughout mm-hmm. the game. They just it's it's not there, like yeah. it's not it's not a bad team. It's just not a good team. Team that plays hard, 
team that for the most part has really kind of been killed by penalties and turnovers, which mm-hmm. it's it's a problem for everyone. But if you're not, yeah, I, I don't want to say if you're not good enough to overcome it, but they've they've clearly had struggles overcoming that stuff all year. Hence, we saw they're not going to a bowl game. They're like four and seven. Three and eight. Or three and eight. Yeah. 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 I mean, like, even for this game, come uh, like, they, there were penalties were very mi- uh, minor on both sides. Cincinnati didn't turn the ball over. It was just they could not get anything going on the passing game. I mean, they're rushing, just similar to West Virginia, the rushing game and their time of possession uh, were some of the top in the country. And it, it didn't show uh, as much because, well, West Virginia's defense was all over them. Um, they would, was, let's see, uh, Kino had 56 yards, for example. They just couldn't get it running, or c- get it, couldn't get it going. Yeah, I mean, it, it just. I think they even cycled through three quarterbacks for some reason I, throughout the game. Um, I think so. At least yeah. two, but maybe three. I, I don't know exactly what the purpose of that was, unless that's just what they do. Uh, that I'm not sure. That or that or they're like, hey, season's <laughs> over. Let's just see what we got. Yeah, I, I mean, that's I, what could have been it too. I mean, you've got a new head coach and Scott Satterfield coming in. He obviously, you know, it, it's a new it's a new thing. The transfer portal makes it a little easier to rebuild a program, but it's still. When you lost the kind of talent they had last year, and then you lose your head coach in Luke Fickle, that's a tough row for anyone to hoe. Mm-hmm. So you, it, it, it'll like they'll be good, but it's gonna take him a while. Scott Satterfield did really good things at Appalachian State, did really good things at Louisville early on. Kind of fell off <coughs> a little bit toward the end, but he's a good coach. He'll figure it out. New look Big Twelve Cincinnati will be in there more often than not, but. This it's not there this year. Just it's a it's it's a truly a lay the foundation for the future kind of year. And three and eight, three and nine, four and eight, however it ends up working out, will look bad. But I have every confidence they'll be all right in the future. Mm-hmm. I, I I really have until proven otherwise. I'm going to give them the benefit benefit of the doubt. Yeah, I can't I can't disagree with that. Now. Speaking of giving, giving benefit of the, of the doubt, um, we kind of touched on this earlier in an episode. I don't remember if it was last week or two weeks ago, but I want to have this conversation again because of what West Virginia achieved on Saturday, which was a winning season. Uh, people are still uh, basically saying, before you go crowning Neil Brown as the savior, he still has a losing record. He's never beaten a ranked team. He's never been ranked. He's never... Uh, you know, he's only he's got a losing record in the conference. He's only 500 overall. And I, I, I really can we stop this manhunt already? Can we please just stop it? He has succeeded in doing everything we wanted this season. Who would have ever thought that going into the Oklahoma game last week, West Virginia would still be mathematically in contention for playing in the Big 12 championship game? Raise your hand if you thought that before the season. I don't see any hands. So really, stop pandering for this man to lose his job. Get behind this football team because the program is on an upward trajectory. This team is going to this team has found its identity. They've got dudes. All this recruiting that he did, and we kept saying, Oh, look, he's getting four star guys. He's really recruiting well. It's coming to fruition. This team's got talent. 
stop pandering. Just because Jimbo's out there doesn't mean he's coming in here. Mm -hmm. Stop acting like that's a realistic opportunity for West Virginia and get behind the guy that's there now. Stop with the please, please stop begging for this man to lose his job. I I think the things that get me is one, anyone who claims he hasn't beaten a ranked team is wrong. Um, Virginia Tech and Iowa State would like to uh, would like to enter the conversation. I believe Virginia- well, maybe they would because they, they lost to a, <laughs> they lost to an unranked West Virginia team. So the so, so anyone who says that is is blatantly not paying attention. Uh, two, I I I don't disagree of the criticisms that we we've. We that his as it stands now, his record and everything of that sort is still not pretty. However, again, it, it's it's entirely overlooking the the positives that this season has shown. Um, one, like I said, we've got a winning season, a, an actual winning season. I've been asking for that forever. I feels like no matter what happens, if they if they shit themselves against Baylor and then shit themselves in the bowl game, they will have a winning season. That cannot be disputed. Mm-hmm. Guaranteed. So we've got that. That's step one. Two. This team is is extremely young. For the most part, I mean Green. I think I don't know how Green's eligibility works because I guess I know. Uh, yeah, I don't know how it all works. I know it's, he's classified as a junior, but uh, I don't know if, if that means he's he was got... here during COVID, so he should have yeah. the COVID. I figured he was. So my that was my thought is he's we've got one more year for sure, but maybe two, uh, and I imagine two because of the COVID year. Um, but um, either way, one more year is great, but at the even if it's just one more year, that's great because that gives uh, Mokio and uh, time to 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 uh, entwine right. a bit more into the system. But the remaining, like the depth, Donaldson's a sophomore, White's a freshman. We have um, what was it? Uh, uh, somebody junior. Uh, let me open up the box score here to see who else. Justin Johnson. We've got him, who is well. He's a junior, so uh, he'll be a senior next year. But either way, the the big guys who are going to be carrying this running running core are young. The the that's extremely important. The receivers who are making big plays are young. This they it's got the makings. And it's not, it's it's not exactly what we thought it was going to be, in terms of uh, you know who was going to step up or anything. But rather, we just didn't know. We had absolutely no. I couldn't tell you a person's name on this roster, pretty much coming into this season, uh, who who I who had anything important, uh, any importance to me. Um, so people are falling into their places on this roster, and it's working out and that this, like you said last week, this, this year for Neil Brown and then having Ren Baker 
observe, you know, actually have a full season of WVU sports to a full year of WVU sports to, uh, to take in as, as the new director. That's what we wanted. This is everything we wanted was to get the, him to get the appropriate picture of where everything was going. Right. And it's looking like things are, sh- are going into the right direction, especially with the young talent that we have that has stepped up. Um, so, yeah, this has saved one at least one more year for Brown. This has given him one more year at minimum, maybe two. Yeah. And look, people will say, oh, eight and four is mediocre. No, it's not. Like four, four and eight's mediocre. Six and six, I can almost argue, but you go to a bowl game. To me, West Virginia is an eight and four and a go to a bowl game kind of program. Every year, that should be your goal. Because we're good enough to win pretty much every non-conference game, except if we go up against like an Alabama or a Georgia or something like that. And you can probably squeak by and win half your conference games. Like, that's not an unrealistic ask. Mm-hmm. Especially in a new look Big 12 where who the hell knows is going to be great every year. Yeah. Like, look at the schedule for next season. Penn State and Morgantown. Albany and Morgantown. At Pitt. You get Penn State and Morgantown. Weird things happen in Morgantown. You should beat Albany and you should beat Pitt. You go to Arizona, <clears throat> Cincinnati, Oklahoma State, and Texas Tech. Arizona's been playing really well, but again, conference newcomer. Don't know how they'll uh, don't know how they'll be. Cincinnati take a step up from this year. Probably not going to be a championship contender. Oklahoma State always good. We know that weird shit happens when we go to Lubbock. So write that off as who the hell knows. Baylor at home, Kansas at home, Kansas State, Iowa State, UCF at home. Show me a great team on that schedule next year in the Big Twelve. You can't, can you? Honestly, no. No, I can't. No, you can show me a lot of good teams, which means West Virginia should be in these games. Mm-hmm. So don't tell me that this program isn't on the up and up, because it is. Like, I'll go ahead and say it. I expect to be ranked at some point next year. They were close it, this year. Yeah, the fact that they got votes for the first time this year, and not just one week, they had at least two weeks of votes. Before the, the Houston game, yeah. Yeah. If so, they don't lose to Houston, we're ranked. Yeah. This season had a, a ton of firsts for Neil Brown. Uh, Three-game win streak, four-game win streak for Neil Brown at WVU. I should be more more uh, specific. Um, votes in the top 25. Again, uh, I don't I, – this, is this the first seven-win season? I, I, did we have one seven-win season before? Uh, I can't remember. It's I been, don't remember either. But um, but either way, we got a seven win season. If we get eight wins, I'm pretty sure that's the first time we'd have eight wins under his belt. Oh, I yeah, it, it, uh, that I'm pretty sure of. Yeah. Um, but either way, the a ton of firsts, things that needed to happen to 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 keep him here. I mean, they did. They needed to happen, <laughs> and the the offense in general, the team in general, have made strides one well also the other part in neil brown very few if any really dumb timeouts (laughs) Um, yeah penalties have been on the low 
time like time possession the top 10 in the nation top five in the nation i think even um all of these things that make an offense that they give an offense the chance and a team the chance we have beanie bishop who's who at one point if not still was leading the nation in pass breakups and is on an awards watch list or a semi-finalist list um just insane things like everyone's everyone stepping up and people becoming those big playmakers that we didn't have really at all last year. If even the year before, but definitely not last year. Also, I must add, I watched the Pat McAfee show one time last week. And you know, I have the urge to say program instead of program every single time <laughs> I say that word. <laughs> the program is on the up and up. I have, I have, I cannot fight the urge any longer. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, oh boy! All right, so let's take this show on the road now to Baylor, the three and eight Baylor Bears. The three wins they have this season are Long Island, UCF, and Cincinnati. They've only won one home game this year. Oof. And that That's was Long rough, Island. Buddy. Yes, they've lost to Texas State at home, Utah at home, Texas at home, Texas Tech at home, Iowa State at home, Houston at home. It ain't been good. This is mm -hmm. a team that averages 22.4 points a game, which is tied for 102nd in the country. Mm -hmm. They give up 33.3 points a game, which is 117th in all the land. Mm -hmm. Now, here's what's really standing out to me. They give up 114.5 yards on the ground, which is 110th in the country. I don't know about you, but I kind of like that. Yeah. <laughs> They're 35th in pass defense. Or excuse me, that's uh, that's offense. I'm sorry. They don't run the ball very well. I'm sorry. But, uh, yeah, that's not – it's not good. Let's see here. Mm -hmm. Uh, defense in the Big 12. <clears throat> Come on. Baylor. Uh, apparently this took me to Conference USA for some reason. <laughs> anyway, I expect to be able to run the ball <clears throat> against Baylor. I expect to do whatever, with it, whatever we want against Baylor. Yeah. And again, if this if, if they win this game, this will further my point of this team's in there going in the right direction because they're mm -hmm. winning the games they should now. Yeah. And that's all I want to see. Can you take care of business? That's like the only thing I care about. Just take mm -hmm. care of business. Now. You have anything to say that? Uh, I, I was just going to add if they if they win this game. Unless some other, uh, uh, not, and nothing else should change. Um, West Virginia would be one, two, three, fifth. Right now, they stand, sit at fifth in the Big 12. If they win that game, I think that's where they'll stay. I don't think they they can't move up, and no one else would move above them. So, um, how about that? Fifth? Yeah. Picked 14th in the conference and finished fifth. Yep. <clears throat> People are still wanting this man fired. In, in any other scenario, I would be I would probably be pissed about a fifth, but this this is what's needed. Yeah, especially from where they came from. 
and what we thought they were going to be. Or actually what they thought they could be, because again, no one really knew. Yeah. Like, we went into that Penn State game going, well, I guess we'll see. Now, Mm -hmm. I also have to brag a little bit, because anyone else was down about that Penn State game, and I'm like, look, they played a top-10 team well on the road. I was right about being optimistic. I just got to point that out. (laughs) Because, well, I'm a narcissist. Uh, Anyway, speaking of taking care of business, uh, Ryan Day has... Except against Michigan, except against that school up north. Imagine this. A man who is 55 and 6 in his career at Ohio State could possibly be coaching for his job. And I mean that by this. And I'm not saying – I actually believe this. I truly believe if they lose to Michigan, they will fire him. I truly believe that because he will have gone 2-3 and against Michigan on a losing record against Michigan and – he will have lost the game when Jim Harbaugh is not on the sideline. Because mm-hmm. this will be three straight losses. Three against, straight against yeah. Michigan. Harbaugh is not there. That's ultra embarrassing. And it would knock Ohio State out of the national championship picture. And in Ohio State, there are two uh, requirements for the job. You play for a national championship and you beat Michigan. He hasn't done either. So mm-hmm. let me ask you this. Is, is the notion that a man who is 55 and 6 – all time at Ohio State. Is it how crazy is it to think that he's coaching for his job on Saturday? I mean, super crazy. Uh, nevertheless, hilarious, and I will actively cheer for it. <laughs> you and me both. Uh, it's as simple as that. There's there were few people in the in, in in college football or any even football in general that I would just like to see lose their job, and. Someone as pretentious as him, I would just love to see gone. Correction, he's 56 and 6. He's 39 and 2 in the Big Ten. Both losses to that school up north. He's been to the playoffs three out of four years. He won the Rose Bowl in the year he wasn't in the playoffs. <clears throat> Finishing the top five every year. But again, this is Ohio State. There are expectations there that are above this. They don't simply want to. Being good is not accepted at Ohio State. Being great is the only option. And quite <clears> frankly, <throat> they have not been great when it's counted. Mm-hmm. It, Being it's... Notre Dame and pounding your chest about being tough doesn't count. Yeah. Getting angry at an 80-year-old man who's all, who not on the motto, but who has... Lou Holtz had ties to Notre Dame, correct? I'm not going crazy. He coached them. Exactly. He won a national so, championship. So, 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 so getting angry at an 80-year-old man for supporting the team he coached to a national championship and saying your team doesn't have what it takes. And again, you lost because the other team put 10 players on the field for two straight plays in the red zone. You're Obviously, you're going to get that. You were literally handed it. <laughs> it wasn't because your team was tough and you gritted it out. It's because you were handed Handed that victory on a silver damn platter. You put you 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 change either one of those plays, or both of them, and you probably have a different outcome. Not only that, but like going back to your Lou Holtz thing, like are we no longer allowed mm. to share our opinion? Yeah. Like, oh like, my god, I went against Ohio State. Lock me up. Yeah. I'm sorry, so, but I'm allowed to have an opinion that doesn't 
doesn't sparkle you and that doesn't cover you in glitter. You're absolutely allowed to use it as 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 fuel for the fire, right? We we say it all the time, bulletin board material, right? But you're also like to, to play the game with the mindset of I'm going to prove this 80 year old man wrong, who has actual, no actual stake in the game in terms of he's not playing it. He's not coaching it. He's not even calling it. Um, <laughs> and to let that make you angry. I, I mean, I don't know, man. I feel like that was the wrong thing to focus on. It was the wrong thing to focus on. Oh, and by the way, Lou Holtz has won a national championship. Ryan Day has not. <laughs> so as far as I'm concerned, at least in terms of merit, Lou Holtz can say whatever the hell Lou Holtz wants to. Ryan yeah. Day is not on the right to say whatever the hell Ryan Day wants to. I firmly believe in the merit system, which mm-hmm. means if you've won a championship, you can do and say whatever the hell you please when it comes to a football field, as long as you don't do anything illegal. Yeah. If you haven't won a championship, fall back in line, son. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, when it's all said and done... If you know if his tenure comes to an end, no one's really going to give a shit who Ryan Day was. No, he'll go down as the guy who lost to Michigan. Yeah, and that's and that's not something that you ever want to hold your head hold your head high about in Columbus, because the whole town goes into a state of misery whenever they lose to Michigan. Mm-hmm. I know I've been there. Like. It, it, Take out of consideration what Harbaugh may end up doing because that's a whole other topic. Yeah. <laughs> but isn't it crazy that this could be the last game in which, well, Harbaugh won't be quote-unquote participating, but he'll be presumably in the stadium. Mm-hmm. That we could have two different coaches in this game next year. Like, it's with, entirely within reason. How weird is that? Hey. It just, it, it's baffling. <laughs> Now, on to the pros. Uh, Let's go here first. Speaking of baffling, this isn't as baffling, but it's still kind of like, Belichick won't name a starting quarterback as the Patriots gets set to face the Giants this week. Uh, Are you surprised? I'm not surprised at that at all. Are you? Nope. I mean, it's, it's typical. One, it's typical Belichick fashion. And... To, I mean, why should why should we expect they'll they'll know? I mean, there was they they had been asking apparently. Uh, people had been asking them, if not him, well, probably O'Brien. Um, also, uh, this is a, kind of a side note in a, in a way because uh, I saw this the article and it was dated for today. Uh, when did Malik Cunningham get back on to the team? I don't recall. Uh, because they were asking him questions about Malik Cunningham and asking him if he would be suiting up. And I'm like, didn't he when... get released like three weeks ago? I, I thought he I, got released in like training camp. Yeah. Like, I don't recall. I don't, I don't recall him like being. Like, because he was the emergency quarterback for a while, or for a couple weeks before they picked up Greer. Um But they, I, I, I don't recall him ever being picked back up. I don't know. I'm gonna look at his wiki. Mm. Uh, I'm, I'm there. I'm there right now, and all you get is uh, 
He was released on October 24th and signed back to the practice squad the following day. Uh, I never even saw the notification, the 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 notification that he did. Normally, that pops right right up on uh, on the the sites that you know, especially Bleacher Report. Normally, they're pretty quick to go, "Hey, it's the Patriots news. He's back." But yeah, either way, the point being, you have three other quarterbacks ahead uh, ahead of him. Why would you be asking if Malik Cunningham is getting suited up and is going to play the game? Because um, media has uh, to stir the pot. Like, and but the the main thing, but right before I, uh, that, I was going to say before that was they were asking basically the same thing about Will Greer, and and he was like, you know, he's making. Well, they asked Be- uh, uh, Belichick, and he was like, you know, he's he's making great strides. He's learning the the playbook, blah blah blah. But it's pretty much a, a push off of of um, yeah, he's learning. We're going to give, but basically going to give him more time without actually saying that. Um. And then O'Brien's response to the Malik Cunningham question was, we just make suggestions. Uh, uh, Belichick makes the final decision. Doesn't matter what I think, um, b- pretty much. That's a little uh, bit concerning, isn't it? Well, at least I mean, to I the – I get it, but yeah. – yeah. For at least to the media, he was like, doesn't matter what I think, right? Uh, but it, it was pretty much the, the mentality of, I'll make the suggestion of who I think should start. Belichick can, can go from there. Uh, I, I feel like it was more of a, a media-centric answer of, I don't really know, I don't care, or we're not going to tell you. Same reason Belichick does. So I don't know how much I buy into it, but at the same time, I'm like, eh, eh I, I guess. That would go but, against everything Belichick says beca- has done because he actively encourages discussion amongst his coaching staff. Yeah. Like, that's not, he doesn't rule with an iron fist. Yeah. I, I feel like, and I feel like that's probably what what he was meaning, was that, like, you know, we're going to have the discussion and all this, but maybe even O'Brien just feels that, in the end, it's Belichick's decision after the discussion. I mean, it kind of is. He's not wrong. Yeah. yeah. So that, that's, how I, that's, how I, that's how I took it. Uh, but either way, my, uh, my initial thought was, uh, obviously, he's answering this way because he's not going to tell us. This is that's just not what the Patriots. It's basically not what any other coach is going to do is say, yeah, we're starting Zappy this week's and just give our damn game plan to the Giants. Why don't we? I have one question for you. Do you think they know? I'm sure they do. I mean, if not today, then probably tomorrow. (laughs) Yeah, because tomorrow's when the game plan gets installed. Yep. Wednesday's Wednesday's install day. So like, they better know. To my understanding, uh, uh, from what I from what I have seen through the uh, through the period, Mac Jones was still getting first team reps. So I've not seen anything saying otherwise. Well, let me ask another question: Who should start the game? Not that it matters, but who should start? Yeah. Uh, frankly. If if uh, I don't see it coming out uh, positive one way or the other, but throw Mac back out there, see if things get situated, and if not, pull him all <laughs> Yeah, I would give I would give him I would give him this <clears throat> week because he has the bye week to kind of like okay, not I didn't want like I really believe that Max that Mac can just get away from it, like stop getting like you obviously got into a rut. Go have sex with your girlfriend. Go do whatever. Just get get right. Get away from football. 
go do whatever. Just don't think about it for a week. Mm-hmm. And then come back in here on Monday and get let's go. I really do believe in the power of just getting away from whatever it is you need to get away from. <clears throat> if you're in a if you're in a if you're in a rut and just okay, I'm letting myself not think about this. I am just hey, it's not football. I'm gonna enjoy myself and when I get back I'll have a much clearer mind. I really believe in that. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, super quick news since it just showed up, um, and right before we, uh, right after we ended the college football talk, the playoff rankings are out and guess what? They finally did it, didn't they? They got it right. Yay. Florida state is number five. Let me also say this though. I feel bad for the Seminoles because of the loss of the quarterback, Jordan Travis. I I watched that play. And it was <clears throat> it was brutal to watch, but it's okay. the right coming. Washington's beaten how many ranked teams in Florida three State in a row? Three in a row, and you know four if you count Oregon earlier. And Florida State just doesn't have the resume to go up against that. <clears throat> Washington should be number one, at, at number three, number four. But here's the thing: it's still okay for Florida State because someone's losing the Ohio State Michigan game. Yeah. Someone's losing that game, and they're not playing for a Big Ten championship. The winner gets Iowa. The winner gets the right to to open up a can of whoop ass on Iowa. So mm-hmm. you're you're still fine. Yeah, like, I know it's sad that you got knocked down, but if you win the ACC, if you go undefeated and you win the ACC, if you beat Florida and then you beat Louisville next week, you're in <clears throat> because whoever's this is an elimination game in in Ann Arbor. It should be. Yeah, I mean we. I can still see a, a random point where they decide to throw them in anyway because we've they've done it before. And they did it when in, in terms of putting in Ohio State over Penn State when Penn State won the Big Ten, ten that year. Um, we've seen weird shit happen like that. Uh, but nevertheless, the, the point being is realistically, they still have a chance. They, they were yeah. talking on game day about like how they won't turn down an undefeated conference champion. And I'm like, <clears throat> have you seen this committee over the past yeah. like 10 so, years? So they literally have stuff. done that. Like TCU and Baylor from 2014 like to have a chat. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh, so yeah, I saw the, that. I figured I'd bring it up. <laughs> imagine the 12-team playoff next year. That's going to be both fun and like weird. Forget yeah. the discussion. It's going to be like, hey, can, you know, number 12, Michigan State, that's barely there, can they beat number one, Georgia? <laughs> Hell no. Here's the funny part you've got Michigan State ranked in any regard at this point. <laughs> I picked a random team. <laughs> and we were all had Big Ten on the brain for some yeah. reason. I couldn't say Syracuse. They just fired their head coach, so I couldn't pick an ACC school. <laughs> And I sure as hell wasn't going to put the expectation on West Virginia. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not, uh, I won't. I won't even bother with that. Not even. However, that. however, if we go to the playoff next year, watch they'll go. They'll be like ten and two next year, losing <clears throat> enough games to not play for the Big Twelve championship. But they'll be they'll be number twelve. They'll squeak into the playoff, and people will still be calling for Neil Brown's head going, Well, if they expanded it, they hadn't expanded it, we wouldn't be in the playoff, we'd just be in some mediocre New Year's Eve bowl game. Yeah. 
Like that's exactly <laughs> what people would say. It's like, yeah. Do, do, do you hear yourself? These yep. are the BCS games it's... that you claim to love. Shut up. Yeah. It's called moving the goalposts, guys. And boy, are sports fans damn good at that. <laughs> yeah. Tennessee fans really good at moving the goalposts. They put it in the Tennessee River. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see it was at the Tennessee Georgia game this year? That was uh um well that see which which one did they Yeah. It was Alabama yeah. last year they threw him in the river, but the did you see he was at the game this year? Uh Tennessee, Georgia. I think I did, but I can't remember now. But I I I, I Manning escorted Dolly Parton. Yeah, that's right. Dolly will actually be on your TV screens this weekend. She's going to be the halftime entertainment at the Cowboys game. Yep. I saw that. Can't wait for that. Gotta love Dolly. <laughs> mm-hmm. If you hate Dolly Parton, we've got a big yeah. problem. She was so she she was so dedicated to to prove that she owned a spot in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, despite her saying, I don't think I should be here. She put out a rock cover album just to prove she's got some rock in her. So, you know what? And some original music, too. Exactly. And I think she even had Rob Halford of Judas Priest on one of those song, one of the songs. No. Uh, <clears throat> the uh, I thought she was going to. Yeah. The uh, <clears throat> the number of the, the duets on this thing I mean, it was just like, whoa, the, yeah. the names she got are Neat. just like, what the, let's see. Yeah, uh, I was just saying, I'm going to look it up. Richie Sambora, Sting, mm-hmm. Steve yep. Perry, Ann Wilson, John Fogarty, Kid Rock, Steven Tyler, <laughs> Stevie, Stevie Nicks, Peter Frampton, Joan Jett and the Blackhearts, Chris mm-hmm. Stapleton, Miley Cyrus, Pink, Randy Carlisle, Elton John, Lizzo, Melissa Etheridge, uh, Rob Halford, uh, Nikki Six of uh, oh Nikki Six and John Five. Wow. Uh, Amy Lou Harris, Cheryl Crow, Pat Benatar, uh, Michael McDonald, uh, Sir Paul McCartney, Ringo, Mick Fleetwood, Leonard Skinner. Like this is Ronnie a who's Van who. Zandt, of, yeah. This is a who's who of rock. Yeah. Like she earned it. Yeah, absolutely. Just for the just for the just for getting the guest list, she earned it. Mm-hmm. That concludes our praising Dolly Parton portion of the program. Program. Yep. Anyway, back to the Patriots. Um, <clears throat> Giants game coming. To, uh, Giants game. This is in Gillette, is it not? Um. Oh boy, I don't remember. <laughs> I don't either. <laughs> I've just stopped counting uh, home games at this point. Yeah. <laughs> I think the uh, the lighthouse has more victories than we do. Um, no, it's uh, it's Rutherford. It's oh, in... we're going to we're going to New York. Okay, yep. And surprisingly, New England's a three point un- uh, favorite. I don't understand how, but they are. Yeah, think about this: the Giants just beat the Commanders thirty one nineteen with a quarterback who still lives at home, with a rookie quarterback still living at home. And the Patriots lost to the Commanders at home like three weeks ago. <clears throat> Yet the Patriots are a three-point favorite. Okay. Like, did you see what this team did two weeks ago in Germany? <laughs> I don't think you did. They did not. <laughs> 
I was reading an article. I, I didn't finish it, but I but I kind of got the whole gist. It was by Tom Curran of the uh, of NBC Sports Boston, I think is what he works for. Basically, it was saying that people still have not fathomed how bad the Patriots are. Oh, I like, there's still, <laughs> there's I still there still is this unknown <clears throat> belief that, that Belichick will figure it out. This team will be, and he used the fact that what I just said, like the 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 common opponent being the Commanders. As is evidence, like there's no way the 2023 Patriots should be a three-point favorite mm-hmm. at the Giants. Yet they are. Mm-hmm. Vegas has not figured out the Patriots are not the Patriots. This yeah. is bad. This is a <laughs> bad team. The mm-hmm. Patriots are ass. <laughs> yeah. It's 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 crazy. Having said that, I don't think either of us really. I mean, I look. The Giants have been good, but the Giants have also been kind of bad. So I don't really know what to expect in this game. Uh, and I'm just like, well, I will, um, I will withhold saying whether the Patriots should or shouldn't win the game, and just say I hope they do because mm-hmm. I'd like to go victory Monday next week. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, I would like to I would like an excuse to pull out a Josie. Um we haven't pulled Josies, one out. We haven't had one since like what early October? Yeah, since the Bills. Yeah. It's like those those Josies stay in there. That's the that's that's it's my little treat to myself, you know. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's move on to the less depressing teams around the NFL, which in this case is literally every last one of them. Yeah. <laughs> you're telling me. I know. I'm sure your pessimistic self is probably feeling vindicated right now. Yeah, it still sucks. <laughs> there, there are I times know. where I wish I was wrong. Yeah, like four <laughs> o'clock every Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's move on. Ravens beat the beat the Bengals thirty four twenty. Joe Burrow gets well; he's out for the year now. Mm-hmm. So, what's the bigger storyline that he leaves the game and the Bengals are for all intents and purposes screwed, or the Ravens found a way to get a win and kind of took a stranglehold on that division? It feels like. Yeah, I think like what I said last week was basically. They 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 weren't able to. They haven't been able to get that real separation over the last couple of weeks. It's basically just. I mean, it really has been everyone beating up on each other. Um, it's like when when they win, everyone else wins. When they lose, everyone else loses. Um, so that kind of you know it, it helps them keep from from slipping, from losing the grip. But but now it's like, all right, you've you've got to win over over a division rival, and. Cleveland beat Pittsburgh. So now you've got at least a game of breathe, breathing room. Whereas before, it just didn't feel like you had that. Um, so de- definitely good for them. Um, and boy, has Gus Edwards been stepping up. I'll, I'll, I'll say that. Um, yeah, I found that <clears> out <throat> when uh, you did you play him this week. Uh, I did not. I I played uh, Mostert and uh, McCaffrey, uh, mm. but immediately after I regretted not having done so because man, that would have that would have probably gave him points to jump into number two because me. Thank and, God and, you didn't. I needed yeah. a close loss to feel somewhat <laughs> good about myself this weekend. So I know I lost, but I still needed to feel somewhat good. Yeah, because like 
number two and three, it, which is somebody else and me in the league, or the two top two scoring teams in the league. We're the only two teams with a thousand point, more than a thousand points scored, and we we're, we're tied in record. But he's got like fifteen more points than me. Mm. Uh, so had I played. Actually, funnily enough, had I played Herbert and Edwards, I'd I'd be number two because Herbert ended up getting a few more points than Stroud because Stroud threw three interceptions in like the fourth quarter. They won, but yeah, somehow he ended up throwing. I think it was like, yeah, he threw two in the fourth quarter at least, but he did throw three overall. So I was like, damn. Um. So yeah. A big just horrible for the Bengals. I'll, I'll just say it again: the the most paid. Highest paid curse strikes again. Mm-hmm. It's not the Madden curse anymore. It's who's getting paid the big bucks curse. Yep. Um, bad. Just crazy. I hate. I hate it for him. I'm really do. Mm-hmm. Speaking of that Browns Steelers game, uh, the Browns won as you said with Dorian Thompson Robinson, the rookie quarterback, coming in now. <clears throat> I'm gonna talk about that. I want to talk about the fact that Steelers actually fired Matt Canada as the offensive coordinator. And thanks to Pat McAfee, I know this. The Steelers have not made a coaching move in season of any mm-hmm. kind since 1941. Jeez. The Steelers just, this is uncharted territory. Mm-hmm. The Steelers do not fire people in season. And they fired him after putting up 10 points against their really good Browns defense, yes. Mm-hmm. But they should have won that game. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's – it's everyone's been calling for his head all season. I mean, hell, even on the, the, the effective game days of, of that Pat McAfee does, um, people will start file Matt Canada chance. Um, Kenny Pickett's head's been – been put out on a stake all season. He's been playing like hot garbage. Um, everyone's saying replace him. They won't replace him. Um, they, they. I, I also had to look at the total yardage just to see if it stood up. They still got outgained again, and this time it did matter because they had more. They had fewer points. Um, but uh, the. I, I was I was going to be like, well, what if they outgained their opponent and lost? That would have been just hilarious. Bucking of the yeah, trees. Really a, a literal 180 on all the gods. Um, but it's just the fact that they're six and four with how just atrocious this offense has been is surprising. It really is. Um, is Mike Tomlin doing Mike Tomlin things? Yeah, I mean, and like we said, it, if anyone's going to make something positive of that situation, it's him. And I wouldn't surprise if they, be surprised if somehow they get in the playoffs and maybe steal a win. I don't expect them going much further, but if anyone's going to do something weird like that, it's going to be him to be just to be disruptive. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right, let's move on here. Lions beat the Bears 31-26. Bigger deal for the Lions, which are now 8-2 for the first time since 1991, which is uh, conveniently the last time they won a playoff game. Well, it came back and scored uh, 17 points in the last three minutes of the game, or that the Bears' offense suddenly looks like it was real mm-hmm. with Justin Fields back there. Yeah, I, it, it, 
it's reiterated the point I've been making. The Bears are not bad because Justin Fields is bad. Simple as that. Um, because he, he kept them in that. Uh, or hell, I mean, they were leading for majority of the game, which which I was like, holy crap. Um, but, you know, Goff threw three interceptions. They weren't particularly beautiful interceptions. Uh, not that any of them really are, but... I think at least well, say, two of them. Please were, watch the game with me and say, show me a beautiful say, interception. At least two of them were just absolutely horrible decisions. Um, so they they were shooting themselves in the foot for for a good portion of that game, um, and they managed to overcome it. Now, to my understanding, there was some. I, I I didn't catch much on the highlights because the highlights on the show you so much. There was some questionable decisions by the coaching staff uh, of of the Bears that put them in some of these situations towards the end of the game. Um, I don't know what those were, but I do recall seeing many complaints. So, unless you know more, uh, I don't I, I don't do know not. much to elaborate other than. Apparently, there were complaints that coaching staff didn't put him in the right place, uh, position there hates, at the end. Everyone <laughs> hates the Bears coaching staff. It's nothing new. It could be That's a million fair. and one things. <laughs> Everyone's wanting him fired. Just wild. Um, so, uh, to put the cherry on top, Montgomery scored the game, the, the, the game-winning touchdown uh, on his former team. So, there's that. Uh, and with... with uh, with that win, they have sole possession of second in the entire league. Who'd have thunk it? Who'd have thunk it in the man? I thought they'd be good. I didn't know they'd be this good. Yeah. Yeah. Packers beat the Chargers 23-20. Uh, let's all laugh at the Chargers because they can't win a game decided by three points or fewer. I think yeah, they're 0-5 now in such games. Yep. Yep. They have not won a... a... Someone, someone, tell me this: Why the hell does Brandon Staley still have a job? I don't know. Like, really, he, what about this man think makes you believe he's an NFL coach? He presided over a choke uh, job last week, last year in the playoffs, in a game in which they shouldn't have ever had a lead because they they only had a lead because the Jaguars turned the ball over. They didn't do anything spectacular offensively, and the defense shit themselves in the second half. Mm-hmm. Like. Like, they, and, they didn't play all that and, well. And that's the big thing. Staley is more on the defensive side, to my understanding. I think he calls the defense. At least he this calls year, the I de- think he does. Yes, he's called the defense his entire time. Yeah. There he was the defensive coordinator for the Rams when they played the Patriots in the Super Bowl. That really good Rams defense. Yeah. In the lowest scoring game in Super Bowl <clears throat> history. Mm-hmm. And oh, by the way, after that game, I watched this on PTI yesterday. He, someone was asking him if he was going to change uh, anything on the defense, and he basically came at the guy who asked him. Yeah, and was like, "No, I'm not. Stop asking me that." Yeah, I, I recall. Dude, he was like, "I run the defense." Yeah, what? What do you? Like, why do you gotta? Yeah, I recall. I do recall seeing that. Like, no, I'm asking you because yeah. clearly something's wrong, and you're either too oblivious yeah. or too that lack of care to figure it out. Mm-hmm. It's like this is a talented offense, an extremely talented offense that's and getting four and six royally fucked by the defense day in, day out. This is not a four and six football team. It's not. No, it isn't. 
it absolutely isn't. But it, except it is. Yeah, it is exactly. <laughs> so the wedge is exactly what they say they are, but no one believes it because it, sh- it shouldn't be that way. You just paid your quarterback, you know, a yacht full of money. Yeah, very briefly, the highest paid quarterback player, not even and, just quarterback, player in history. And you're gonna waste it. He's gonna, he's gonna, he's gonna be a stack guy, but he's not gonna be a championship guy. Not with you, there. I, I honestly would have fired him, mm-hmm. fired him earlier. And you know how I mean, and I'm sitting- saying, fire someone. Yeah, like, that's that's a big deal. And they're sitting, I don't, I don't they're go sitting dead last guys. in the division. They're sitting dead last in the fair, division. To be fair, that turned out to be a pretty good division. At least this is true. And they've got 259 points scored on offense. I don't. I, that's they've got a ridiculously productive offense. It just you can only bail out your horrible dog shit defense so much. Yeah. They give they they are eighth in scoring offense. They are top twenty third in scoring defense. They mm-hmm. give up twenty four points a game, twenty three point eight. Not good enough. Yeah. Not good enough. All right, let's move on here before we spend any more time on a mediocre football team. <laughs> mediocre clarinet player. We said the word mediocre a lot in this episode, haven't we? Mm-hmm. That should be our word of the day. <laughs> Speaking of, well, not mediocre. Well, actually, the Dolphins keep beating mediocre teams because they beat the Raiders 30-21-13. Uh... I'm not surprised that they've won because that's been their thing, beat teams that are bad, but I'm kind of surprised the Raiders kept it all that close. Yeah, they had a lead for a pretty decent portion until they got shut out in the second half. Uh, Williams, he's got three interceptions and as many games back from his injury, uh, (laughs) which have been his first three games with this organization. Um, So he's immediately making an impact as – Horrible as it is to say that. Uh, something about Jalen Ramsey oaks me, to be honest. But um, yeah, it, it, this is one where you you felt like it should have been a bloodbath, and I'm not entirely sure why it wasn't, other than uh, um, uh, head coach in Vegas has got him whipped into shape real damn fast. That's the only thing I can think of. And hey, more power to him if that's the case. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And more power to you. The Cowboys beat the Panthers 33-10. Uh, breaking news, the Cowboys can beat really bad teams. Mm-hmm. I'm still not that convinced yeah. they're going to beat a good team. Yeah. That's really all i got to say. Like, yeah. like, what, the... supposed to break down a blowout? Like, no. Yeah. It, it's, are, the yeah. Giants, are the Giants next? Cause the, this one's just mind-blowing. I skipped over the Giants because we already kind of talked about them, but by all yeah. means, go. But this this game, I, I watched a decent portion of this game, at least at least the second half, I believe it was, because uh, uh, it was like one of the only two options I had, and I w- didn't really want to watch the Steelers-Browns. Um, and the, the Commanders were pretty much, I think they were in the lead in the, uh, when I when I turned it on. But let's just let's just talk about the fact that the, the Giants 
or the commanders turned it over six times. And for majority, it was four times prior to the two big ones that pretty much put the game away. But it was four times, and they still had the lead at that point. They turned it over two more times. The Giants have uh, hadn't had the last time the Giants had five turnovers in a game or uh, defense had five turnovers in a game was three years ago against Washington. Yeah. The last time they had, and, and, and prior to that, I think it was the last time they had that last time they had six turnovers in a game was nine years ago. Also against Washington. They just have a tendency of taking the ball away from Washington. But on the flip side, their offense gave up nine sacks, and not a single time in the history of the New York Giants organization had they won a game in which they'd given up more than eight sacks until Sunday. What a weird game. Like, apps, and they won by double digits. You look at that and go, yeah, your quarterback got sacked nine times. You got obliterated, didn't you? No, you, huh? <laughs> <laughs> you won by double di- what? And <laughs> and they did not only won by double digits. They won on a a poor, a very horrible, ridiculously horrible interception. The both interceptions of the last two interceptions of Howell were were some of the worst interceptions I've seen this season. But this interception. They they were moving. They were moving down the field and damn well had a chance to still win that game. They would they could have taken the lead and put, and put it away. I think it was twenty four to nineteen. Howell throws a pick six with like forty five seconds to go. Throws a pick, gets returned like seventy yards for for a touchdown. They were moving and they they were managing the clock well. It was a it, but, but the problem was, they also well, it wasn't a problem, but it was it was more of a good thing. But the problem was for the Giants was that they were they were giving up penalties there at the end and kept pushing. They had an interception two plays before that that was called uh, off because of a uh, uh, it wasn't a pass interference; it was a uh, illegal contact. So it gave them five yards and a first down. Um, but if it wasn't for that. That would have been the game's interception right there. So he threw effectively two interceptions that drive. It, it was, and I looked at that and I go, really? The Patriots lost to this? Holy crap. Yeah. Ugh. I just remember the so, point that I had. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, so, yeah. That, that's, that's why I'm not feeling too wonderful about the Giants game. No. Ugh. I did have one thing to say about the Panthers, though. Going back to the mm-hmm. Cowboys Panthers game, yeah. Uh, Panthers are one and nine. Rumors are they're going to fire Frank Reich. Got to turn it around. Um, I, I, I'm going to say this, and it's continuing my vendetta against David Tepper, the Panthers owner, who has repeatedly proven that he is not fit to run an NFL franchise because. He kept cycling through quarterbacks trying to find a franchise mm-hmm. one. He keeps cycling through head coaches trying to find someone to cradle said franchise quarterback. Uh, and I'm continually baffled because he sold his stake in the Pittsburgh Steelers to become the owner of the Carolina Panthers. You had, you had a front row seat to the most stable organization in professional sports on this planet. 
you saw how they worked, and they were the Steelers have never been truly bad. They've been maybe down a little bit, but they've never been ass. Mm-hmm. They've always been good. And I don't know what it is about David Tepper, but apparently the man just thinks he's above the Pittsburgh Steelers because he continually does like you saw the formula. What on <clears throat> earth makes you think you can just do it a different way and expect to get a result? You had a front row seat to how this stuff worked. Emulate the Steelers. Copy them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> My God, you ought to know how it got done. Yeah. <laughs> Why? Look, I, the Panthers are right up there for me for being one of the poor, most poorly run organizations in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Like nothing. I, like, I mean, I, I'll be honest with you. If someone, if I was an NFL head coach, and someone told me, well, my agent came to me like, I have the Panthers want to talk to you. Like, I don't want to talk to them. No, <laughs> I, I don't care. Like, no, I, I'm not. No. I'd, I'd ask my Te- agent, do you want my career to die? <laughs> yeah. Like, unless Tepper can tell me that he's not going to fire me on a whim, then no. Because I really believe that the Panthers organization is run on, the, on his whim. And quite frankly, that's no way to run a football team. Mm-hmm. It's just not. I agree. I feel bad <clears> for <throat> Panthers fans because as long as he's there, that team's going nowhere. I'm convinced of that. You might have some glimmers of hope, but forget about actually being that good. And forget <clears> about <throat> take, being taken seriously. I guess I got myself banned from the Panthers place, probably. Give them away from the game when we did. Yeah. <laughs> Jaguars beat the Titans 34-14. Bigger deal that the Jaguars won and they're seemingly back on track. Or that the Titans, despite making a change at quarterback, just continue to have games where they don't show up. I'd say zero people are surprised that this game ended the way it went. Ended. Um, that's, I mean, Will Levis didn't play poorly. Um, it's just the rest of the team did. <laughs> that's, that's basically it. Um, I hate to go. Oh, sorry. Uh, pops to pops Jacksonville there, and well, let us keep doing you, man, because eventually something will go right. <laughs> I hate to bring this up because I'm a big fan of his, but call me crazy, but I think Vrabel's done after this year. Like, I really think they're gonna. They hired a new. They fired the GM last year on the owner's whim, and then new GMs seriously want their guys. Like, I, I think Vrabel's done. It's certainly not looking good. Staying in the AFC South, Texans beat the Cardinals 21 16. Uh, like I said, three picks for CJ Stroud, but they still won the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, this Texans team now six and four. Um, something about those Texans, isn't it? Yeah. Um, I mean, Stroud, three straight 300 yard, 300 plus yard performances. Um, wonderful. Uh, again, he's he, he's. He's doing crazy things. Um, I mean, yeah, he threw three interceptions. And that puts his, what, five on the season. Still incredibly safe with the ball. One of those interceptions was definitely a catchable ball that was dropped from the from the receiver. Um, so there's that. Um, but after the game, he was like, yeah, I know I threw three interceptions. It sucks, uh, but I'm still slinging it. 
I'm yeah. like, there we go. Hey, <laughs> because Slayton has worked pretty much all year, and he's got a he's got a crazy re- reliable receiver and Tank Dell, who's who's really fit. Started getting into the role. Um, uh, Nico Collins has has been kind of in that number two role almost, um, and uh, uh, the you know single Terry's looking strong, so. They're getting they're 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 rolling. Indeed they are. Indeed they are. Niners twenty seven bucks fourteen. Are the Niners back? I'll take it. Give me the give give, give. and McCaffrey. We we started his uh, scoring streak. He's now at one. Uh, only what uh, seventeen more to go till he breaks the record. <laughs> only seven hundred ninety nine words to go. <laughs> um, uh, 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 one other important thing here: Brock Purdy's the third co- uh, Niners quarterback to post a, a, pa- a perfect passer rating. I imagine the other two are Montana and Steve Young. Yes, sir. <laughs> yep, they're in that kind of company. Well, then that, that's a pretty good statement, now, isn't it? Yep. I believe Bill's... it was 92 was the last perfect rating So, mm. uh, with the Niners. So, yep. Bills beat the Jets 32-6. to six. Um, Have the Bills fixed their problem? Or is it just like, well, you, congratulations, you beat a Jets team that hadn't, hasn't scored a touchdown in over uh, – hasn't scored a touchdown in like 39 possessions. Like the, the, Jet, the Jets have no offense. Mm-hmm. Correction, it was 1989 that was Joe Montana. So that was the last uh, pa- perfect passer rating for the Niners. Um, but to answer your question, um, I mean, <laughs> if there was a game for the Bills to start getting some things right, it's effectively a revenge game against the Jets, who can't do anything right. So, yeah, that, that's what you that that's what you needed. Um, I still don't think it. It means anything in terms of the grand scheme of the season, uh, but this is this. If there was a quote unquote get right game, this is this was the perfect opportunity to get your ducks in a line. If I at least knew, attempt to, if I recall correctly, the Bills' upcoming schedule is brutal. Let's take a look because I, I remember bits and pieces of it, but I don't remember the oh, oh, yeah, this, this is this is who they have to end the year. This is the rest of their schedule at Philly, at Kansas City. Dallas at home, at the Chargers. Patriots at home, at the Dolphins. For a team Oof. that's sitting there now at six and four, um, they had better get their asses in gear. Or six and five, I'm sorry. Six and five. Like, uh, it's possible when they go to play the Patriots, they could be let's. They could be seven and eight mm-hmm. when they're gonna play the Patriots. If you told me the Buffalo Bills are going to be seven and eight at some point this season, I don't think I really would have believed you, but here we are. Yeah. Y- yeah. Rams beat the Seahawks, and Gino was injured. So, uh, and the Seahawks have a short week. They got to turn around and play the Niners this week on Thanksgiving night. So, rough week in Seattle. Mm-hmm. The Rams, 2 0 against the uh, Niners. Against the Seahawks, other two and six against everyone else. 
Yeah, t- just it got the Seahawks number. Yeah, yeah, tough, tough game overall. Um, it was a they were shut out in the fourth quarter and lost that game. Uh, Gino came out with the injury and came back in to try to 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 lead them to victory. And to my understanding, damn near did. He damn near, did. yeah, he damn near did. So tough, tough stuff. Hopefully, he's he's feeling healthy. Um, I didn't see too much on the updates, but I mean, he was, he was feeling well enough to get back into that game. So hopefully it's just a, a, a quick thing. He'll be, and he, he'll be fine in a week. My thing is, I guess we'll see eight 30 on, on Thursday night, right? Yeah. I guess we'll uh, if, if there was a week for that to happen, it definitely was the, this is definitely the worst week. I tell you that. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. Broncos and the Vikings. I actually watched this game uh, with quite a lot of intent. Actually, we got. I went to the. Uh, I went sh- uh, shopping on Sunday, so I missed the one o'clock games, and there was no way in hell I was going to watch the Bills and the Jets. <laughs> I, I don't know, and I don't hate myself that much, so I didn't watch that game. But I was like, the Broncos and Vikings are going to be a heck of a football game. Mm-hmm. I want to watch that. <clears throat> so I watched the game, and I enjoy. It was a good game. Broncos win twenty one twenty now. Here, there was a topic, and PTI had this discussion yesterday, and I kind of disagree with what they said. <clears throat> and so I'll ask you this. Is this more about – okay, this is going to sound really weird, but I think I'll get there in the end. Mm-hmm. Just bear with mm-hmm. me. The Broncos had to come from behind to win this game in the fourth quarter. Yes. Is it more about the fact that they had to, like, should we be poo-pooing the Broncos that they had to come back and win the fourth quarter at home against the backup quarterback? Or should we be saying that, hey, the Broncos, like, they're on a roll of the highest team in the league right now, mm-hmm. and they're really, like, they're 5-5. Five and five. They've been playing the best defense in the league. And conversely, how should you feel about the Vikings? Like, hey, you lost the game. People are like, oh, uh, Dobbs finally lost. Mm-hmm. Stop the parade, all that. Or like, hey, he's only been here two weeks. Doesn't know half his yeah. teammates' names, and he went on the road and damn near beat the highest team in the league. Like, how should we view this game? Yeah, I, I think it's a an over. I, I think the positives in both sides, so you know, outweigh the negatives. In that, yes, the Vikings lost the game. They gave up uh, twelve points in 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 the fourth quarter and lost. Um, but Dobbs didn't play poorly and he, he played, you know, reasonably well. And for a guy who's making his second start with the team and his you know, third appearance in, in, in the three weeks he's been there. Um, that's, that's what you want, right? Um, the, the main thing that hurt them there was three turnovers and he, that's what you do. That that's that loses you games. Um, and I have to imagine that, uh, those were in those crucial moments. Um, so, and on the flip side, as the Broncos coming back, you're down to, uh, twenty. Uh, 20 to 9, 17 to 9, uh, coming into the fourth quarter and putting up the victory. That's to do so shows that you can win pretty much 
no one believed that you could prior to that. Um, and yes, now you're you, the you've owned you own the league's longest winning streak at the moment with four. You were one in five a month ago, and you gave up seventy points in a in a game this year, and now you're here at five hundred. And you're second in your division. I, I've, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have placed any bets on that whatsoever a month ago. No, not a single half a penny would have been sitting on that betting table. Not to mention, two of those games were against the Chiefs and the Bills. Yeah. So, um, the defense has think like you said they've. In this, in that winning streak span, I believe, or have statistically been top five in that stretch, um, and that's that's the type of turnaround you need. That's the type of stuff that we thought Sean Payton could instill. It just took a little bit longer to get it situated than we expected. Are you ready to have your Christmas ruined? Um. No, but okay. <laughs> the Patriots fight the Broncos in Denver on Christmas Eve. Oof. Oof. I forgot they played Denver this year. Yep. That'll be an important game for them, and they'll we'll be eliminated by that point. <laughs> yeah. Barring a huge comeback starting now against the, against the Giants. Mm-hmm. We ride at 1 p.m. on Sunday. We riot. We ride. We ride. But we, we also riot at, we, 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 we riot at 4 p.m. when they lose. We, we ride at we, 1. We, we riot at 4. We ride, and I can riot while riding. Oh man, you're good. In the words of the that one taco shell commercial from many years ago, "Por qué no los dos." <laughs> it is my favorite is my favorite response to very many when given the option uh, of two choices it's my favorite response because that, that, that it's 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 a good, it's a good point it's a good that, point that and chef don't judge from the campbell's chicken uh the uh, the, the the um chef boy od commercial with the girl dancing in her kitchen while it's in the microwave those two Commercial lines live rent free in my head. <laughs> Chet don't judge. <laughs> Chet don't judge. <laughs> Except on Thursday when many chefs will judge. Yes. Including you. Yes. Because you're a judgmental ass. You know it. I was just talking to him and he's like, yeah, you know what? You're right. <laughs> <clears throat> Like I could, I could lie and like, but no, you're right. Anyway, Eagles beat the Chiefs in the Super Bowl rematch. Um, I don't want to talk about this game, but unfortunately, <laughs> we have to. Uh, should, does this does this win mean the Eagles actually are a good team? Because my dad and I had this conversation yeah. before. He's like, I know you hate the Eagles and mm-hmm. I hate the fan base, and I'm. He's like, they're a good team. I'm like, no. If they win this game, then we'll have that discussion. So I guess we're having that discussion. Yeah. Again, they they the statement I made was get through this gauntlet and we'll see. Well, they've been handling this gauntlet all pretty well, I'd say. 
Now the the main thing that works against that works against the Chiefs heel, and that kind of goes against the argument for the Eagles. But I, again, they also forced both of these. So I mean, they forced the Kelsey fumble. One first off, wins I. Kelsey fumbles? I didn't know he was I didn't know that was possible. I'm not gonna I lie. Either. I didn't know Travis Kelsey was capable of fumbling the ball. Um but damn you could you tell he was pissed, which goes to show that he doesn't fumble very often, because he was slamming the ground for that after that. Um un- and understandably so. Um and then the I mean the absolute beauty of a pass to Marquez Valdez Scantling right into the bucket. That would have been a go ahead touchdown. And just absolutely it was he had it. It was against his chest and it just leaves. He said, nope, nope, I don't want you anymore. I don't want to play with you anymore. And just lets it go. I have um, been insulted by your presence. Leave me peasant. <laughs> um and the Kansas City Chiefs have been plagued by this all season. They lead the league in drops this season. And I believe it's 26. Um, that's insane. Absolutely insane. Um, and they and it's been in moments like that. And it 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 was tough to watch. I, I saw the. I, I watched the highlights there, and it was just drop, 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 drop. It was just overall frustration. Andy Reid had never lost to the Eagles prior to that, uh, to, to to last night. Um, it, just crazy. Now, I'll tell you, you, you mentioned the, uh, you, you talk about the pass <clears throat> to Baldhead Scantling. Mm-hmm. I watched that. Yeah, actually, my dad and I were kind of watching West Virginia basketball against SMU. Mm-hmm. So we ran when when the basketball was like at halftime or something. We ran back to the football game, and the game and the basketball game ended. So we came back for the second for like the last little bit, like the fourth quarter of the football game. And so I watched it and I saw that happen live. And you want to talk about the air being taken out of a stadium? I really was like, I don't remember such like such drama of. A game being of like the air coming out of the like, I mean, you could have a pin drop in that place. Mm-hmm. Like it went from rowdy to oh my god, hush yeah. silent in you know 0.5 seconds. Yeah, and that was just so bizarre and weird to, and that was just like what the, yeah, it was wild to watch. It really was. And, and what also is just surprising is that the Chiefs were shut out in the second half, which also doesn't happen very frequently in the Andy Weed era. No, era. Um, not with fifteen back there. It's like so. Just, I mean, this game was as close as I expected it to be, but I honestly expected it to be higher scoring. Um, but it was as close as I expected it to be, and as down to the wire as I expected it to be. Um, so. Get, get, these two meet each other again, which again would have to be the Super Bowl. Uh, it, it's going to be a show. I, I still not convinced that's happening. Uh, obviously, but 
that would be wild to see the same two teams in the Super Bowl back to back. I'd be like, what is this? The NBA? Yeah. <laughs> LeBron versus the Warriors part 18. Yeah. And you're supposed to be excited about it. Yep. So how many times do I have to teach you this lesson, old man? Says Steph Curry. Yeah. <laughs> well, Steph's getting up there too. Yeah. He's he's no he's no spring chicken now. Mm-hmm. He's 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 getting up there. He's what thirty four now? Something like yeah. that. Um, yeah, which is kind of wild, but yeah, it is what it is, I guess. Yep. All right, let's move on to week twelve, which is the traditional Thanksgiving week, which means we've got football all week long. We'll start in Detroit, where the Lions and the Packers will play. The Lions should win this one, shouldn't they? Yes. Without and doubt. We'll, we will jump to the pack, the Cowboys and the Commanders. Um, mm. The pack, the Commanders, as I checked, are a bad team. The Cowboys beat up on bad teams. Can be the Cowboys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Agreed. Niners at Seahawks. I. If Geno's healthy, the Seahawks have a better chance. I still don't think they win the game, but mm-hmm. it should be closer if Geno plays. If not, that one could get out of hand in a hurry. I agree. Uh, I think it's solidly in the Niners' favor, regardless. Um, but the Seahawks better hope Geno's healthy. At least healthy as he can be. Yeah. Given it's a short week. Black Friday game because Amazon has to have their due. Dolphins and the Jets, and I don't know about you, but I will not make the effort to turn on Amazon Prime to watch this game. I will be I'm probably content with my terrestrial television college football. Yeah, unless my dad decides to turn it on, I have I will not willingly turn it on. Will he, um, will he even be aware it's on? He might not be. I don't think think he has Amazon Prime. So unless he. Unless we sign into mine, which would require me willingly doing so. Uh, yeah, we're probably not watching that game. We'll, we'll probably have college games on as well. College games will be better than that game. Yeah. <laughs> Even Iowa might score more than that. Well, no, maybe not. <laughs> maybe not. We'll see. We'll see. To Sunday, Saints and the Falcons. Uh, this is a big one. Mm-hmm. This is a big one. Who has the upper hand? Apparently, the Falcons have recommitted to Desmond Ritter just two weeks after um, telling him bye-bye. Uh, so, I, I don't think they know what they want. So, eh, give me the Saints. Steelers and the Bengals, the over-under is 34 and a half. Take the <clears throat> under, kids. Take, take, take the, the under. under. Take the under. Um... Yeah. With Kenny, but although we might, I mean, I, I'm curious to see how the Steelers' offense does now without Matt Canada calling plays. Like, that's that's going to be interesting. Mm-hmm. I didn't even see who they um, have in the position at the moment or who, who was going to be doing I, that. I didn't either. I saw a joke that said Antonio Brown was going to be the <laughs> interim offensive <laughs> But that was just a meme. <laughs> Hey, yo, listen here, man. We're going to run a 64 option right, 22 flat. I got some uh, Adidas on in the <laughs> trunk. <laughs> like, AB, that's, that's not even a – that's just random words you put together. <laughs> it's like the commercial uh, – what was it with uh, Whitworth? Um, I think it's Andrew Whitworth. Mm. I, I think it was, and it's like um, – 
okay, I'm going to give you a play. Uh, something, something you can't bench 350 uh, X right. <laughs> and he's like, what? I can bench 350. He's like, it's just a play. Don't worry about it. He's like, well, I'll give you a play. <laughs> it's something X right. I can bench 350. I'm a good old lineman. And all I do is block, 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 block. <laughs> I see. <laughs> yeah. I, I, uh, I don't even know where it shows where that commercial shows up, uh, but I've seen it so regularly over the last it, few days. It shows uh, up in the deep recession of your mind. Yeah, it's 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 hilarious. It's just like I can bench three fifty, <laughs> and then he's like, "That's not even a play. That's not a horrible play name." I'll <laughs> I'll, I'll go back to the uh, John Gruden football school uh, thing, but like the NFL draft the movie used to do that. Uh, he had Andrew Luck on. The, he ran through a play called Spider Two Y Banana. Oh, it was Geico. Spider 2, Y, Banana. That's what we're running against the Bengals. Spider 2, Y, Banana. Wonderful. He had Andrew Luck get up and draw it on the board. I, I, I remember that. Couldn't <clears> tell you <throat> what the actual play is now, but I remember, I remember seeing it. <laughs> Panthers and Titans. For the love of God, the Titans had better not lose to a 1-19. If Ray will expect to keep his job. Then again, they're also three and seven. So at the same time, but all three of them went to come at home, and this is in Nashville. So who knows? True. Who knows? Let's see <clears throat> here. Bucks and the Colts from beautiful Lucas Oil Stadium in downtown Indianapolis, Indiana. Mm. Uh, the Colts should be able to win this one, shouldn't they? Although it's a two and a half point line, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, it, it'll be a close game, but it should be an unremarkable game, an utterly unremarkable game. Yeah, n- nothing about this screams if I had if I could watch it on TV, what I want to particularly. No. You shouldn't Not- be able to watch it on TV. You should have the Browns and Tingles St- uh, and Steelers. Yeah, yeah, I should. In in uh, well, I guess you're traveling back on Sunday. Are you? Mm-hmm. Okay, so you won't even have it. Won't matter because you'll be on the yeah. road. <laughs> Jaguars and the Texans. I wish I had this game. Yeah, this is suddenly much more interesting than I would than I expected it to be uh, early in the season. You know, when the schedule came out, you're like, "Oh, whatever." Now you're like, "I need to see this game." Mm-hmm. This is screaming old fashioned shootout. Who wins? Hmm. I like Houston just because they're at home, honestly. But I do think I, I do think it's going to be. I, I do think Stroud's going to put up another three hundred yard game. What if I told you the Jaguars are four and zero on the road? Eh, okay, five percent shifted away, but I still favor the the Texans. But wait, there's more. The Texans are four and one at home. Huh. Well, two, two and a half points more there. <laughs> <laughs> just, just see the line. You just get the number <laughs> meme going mad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Literally. Browns <laughs> and the Broncos. Uh, I don't know about you, but it seems like first one of 20 wins. Yeah, I think so. This this screams defensive uh, uh, fest. And frankly, I'm good for, all for, for a good defensive Defensive shootout, uh, de- defensive slugfest. That's the word. It's not a That's shootout. It's a slugfest. They're 
beating the hell out of each other. Also, let, while we're on the time about slugfest, let's just briefly mention the fact that a certain Broncos safety can't uh, seem to stop with the illegal hits and has been suspended for four games immediately after coming back from a two-game suspension for the exact same uh, infraction. Discipline is a art and not many people know how to paint. Yeah. Exactly. Rams <clears throat> and Cardinals. Snooze fest. Absolutely. But the Rams should win. Agreed. They're a half point favorite on the road. <laughs> With an over under of 44 and a half. I'm not, I'm not convinced. I, honestly, I'm, I would go the under on that. I would too. Take the under, kids. Yeah. Chiefs and Raiders. Uh, Chiefs are a nine point favorite in this game. Mm-hmm. But they're over under a 43 and a half. What does that say about the Raiders? <laughs> not good. Not a whole lot not of good. good. Uh, I'm, I'm ex- this is absolutely a get back on track. Uh, Kelsey's going to be angry. He's going to be slamming people to the ground. Um, I don't want to see that. <laughs> is Taylor Swift playing the sphere that weekend? I have no idea. I don't think she's in. I think she's in the not U.S. part of this tour. Yeah, I think so. So, oh well. Uh, let's see here. Bills and the Eagles. Um, number one, I hate that this is the four thirty game on Sunday. <laughs> I absolutely <clears throat> loathe that fact, and I probably won't watch it because I just I have no desire to watch that at all. Mm-hmm. I, I I can't stand both sets of fans, and I hope they both lose. That Sweet. being said, who wins the game? Uh, the Eagles should get this one, to be honest. Yeah. It, it, I, and I also not entirely show the uh, forty-eight and a half point over under, uh, but yeah. if so, more than probably come from the Eagles. Yeah. <laughs> Ravens and the Chargers. Uh, the Ravens are a three and a half point favorite on the road, and for the life of me, I can't figure out why. Considering they have been dominant, and the Chargers, quite frankly, have not been. Mm-hmm. I yeah, the the Ravens defense is just. Loads, loads, loads better. Um, and I, th- this doesn't even stand to be a shootout because it the Ravens should just dominate them. Um, which is why I'm just going to keep playing CJ Stroud next week. Um, if if the Chargers uh, fall to four and seven, Staley should be fired on the spot. I'll just say that now. If they lose this game. Fire him. Immediately after the game. Bears and the Vikings, the good old-fashioned NFC North bloodbath from Monday Night Football. And again, the Bears showed some life offensively in the last game, but Mm -hmm. I, I, the Vikings should win this one, shouldn't they? Yeah, I think this will be a sneaky good game, to be honest, but I, I do think this is still... Uh, easily winnable by the Vikings, but it 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 does stand to be a pretty good game, I think. All right, then. So we will move on to everyone's favorite ending segment: what we learned this week. And it just so happens that I think it's my turn to go first this week. Mm-hmm. 
So my dad actually came back. I was doing something yesterday, but he came out and he told me that there was a uh, a documentary on about the 1899 Suwannee football team. The Suwannee it's called the it's called the University of the South now. It's in Tennessee. They went 13 and uh, they went uh, 12 and 0, <clears throat> and they outscored their opponents like 350 to 10. Wow. They played, let's see here. They played six games in like eight days. All on the road. At Texas, at a, uh, home to A&M. Well, okay, on the neutral side at A&M. At Tulane, at LSU, against Ole Miss, and then against Cumberland, Tennessee, and then 10 days later they played at Auburn. This is the scores of this game of this season. Georgia, 12-0. Georgia Tech, 32-0. Tennessee, 46-0. Southwestern Presbyterian, 54-0. Texas, 12-0. Texas A&M, 10-0. Tulane, 23-0. At LSU, 34-0. Ole Miss, 12-0. Cumberland, Tennessee, 71-0. Uh, Auburn, uh, 11-10. North Carolina, 5-0. And just the, the the thought of like playing, like like I said, playing. Uh, no, here's a, a they they won twelve games and lost on Oscar three hundred twenty two to ten. That's just insane. I had yeah. That, I caught the very very end of the documentary on PBS, so I have to go back and watch the full documentary, which I intend to, but I just didn't get around to it today because well, got things to do. Uh, but it was really kind of fascinating. I was like, gosh, <laughs> like, my, my God, that's, that's incredible. And, uh, it's, yeah, it, it's just, it's, it's wild. It's, it's truly, it's, what? Like, hmm. Okay. By the end of the season, 11 of Sawani's victories were against conference rivals, setting the record for the <clears> most <throat> conference wins. Games won in a single season by any team before or since. On college game day, November 13, 1999, ESPN featured the University of the South with a four-minute segment on the 1899 football team, and CSX Railroad provided a short train ride in Cowan, which was a reenactment of an early leg of the Sawani, Texas train ride. Huh. How about that? CSX getting involved in it. Didn't think I'd see that. <laughs> I really did. <clears throat> so there you go. The 1899 Sewanee football team, now called the University of the South. And here's the thing. They are founding members of the SEC. Meaning, wow. they, ha- meaning they have the right to rejoin the conference at any time, according to the conference bylaws. The school of about 1,700 people now. <laughs> yeah, go join the SEC again and see what happens when you play. Let's see here: Georgia, Tennessee, Texas, A and M, LSU, Ole Miss, Auburn, <laughs> and won't be no winning. I can guarantee you that. Yeah. <sighs> Not at all. No. <clears throat> um. Um. Well, I, mine's short and, and sweet, to be honest. Um, so it's it's an experiment I didn't know happened, uh, and 
but it was conducted in 2021. And long story short, some some recent uh, sent a few hundred uh, mice, uh, frozen mice embryos to the International Space Station and let them grow for four days. Um, uh, basically just to see how they would develop in quasi-space uh, um, uh, environments, since obviously it was on the space station. It's, it's not entirely applicable, but... Um, still, the weightlessness and stuff like that could have an effect. So they were like, "All right, well, let's 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 see." Um, so basically, what they found was that they sent something like 360 uh, individual two-cell embryos, so very, very, very early in uh, in development, um, and approximately a quarter of them formed what's known as blastocysts, which typically form. Uh, five or six days after initial fertilization, and um, and and are just starting to to differentiate into like their tiny little cell clusters, or where they're gonna what they're gonna develop into, like placenta or other fetal cell tissue. Um, and pretty much it was it was simply just a matter of what what would happen and that was it it's just something very interesting that i didn't know happened um so uh another thing is that blastocysts themselves can't survive outside of the uterus so pretty much once they developed to the blastocyst stage it was end game anyway for this study but the fact that some of them made it there um was outside was was interesting so pretty much just like all right cool um Maybe we'll be able to do more uh, of these types of experiments in the future. Maybe we'll just be able to read a colony of mice in the station and see what happens, you know, things of that sort. Because um, really the goal is just understand how the space-like environment affects reproduction, specifically on the mammalian side. That really is. I, mean, I, I, I can honestly say I never would have thought about an experiment like that happening. Yeah, I wouldn't never. even have thought that was something that would have been done on the on the International Space Station whatsoever. No, and, just like, and if and if you say you thought that, well, congratulations, you know how to lie. Yeah. I wonder what would happen if we launched mice embryos to the. I want to the I, space I, station. I want to be a part of that. I um, want to be a clown of all of that conversation to propose that study. Right. That's why I, I want to know who the hell comes up with something as crazy as that. Exactly. Some nut dobbers will be answered. Uh, let alone writing that as a proposal, yeah, as a really. grant proposal, putting that into the appropriate bodies, and those appropriate bodies going, somebody please fund this. <laughs> like... <laughs> Like imagine Very you, interesting. Read, you read that like you're the secretary of whatever, like we have to go fund this now. Exactly. <laughs> science is wonderful. Science is wonderful. And, and then there's the classic science meme of when you've got a reviewer, uh, you typically have three reviewers on like um, art, uh, 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 article submissions, for example, like once you finish the experiment. Um, the My immediate thought is reviewer two is the meme 
that reviewer two always has something stupid to say for no reason whatsoever. My thought is immediately, oh, you publish this paper. Reviewer two goes, well, why didn't you do it on lizards? <laughs> this experiment should be done on lizards because that's the, the trope of how dumb reviewer two comments tend to be. That's funny. To to bring an example, one one reviewer on a on a study that uh, on something my uh, my lab was either uh, writing a grant for or yeah they had data that they were using to support uh, why they should get more money to do a full fledged study on something and one of the reviewers was like why didn't you do this study oh why didn't you do this type of experiment for this and they're like uh, see paragraph so and so and so we did that. Did you not read? <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're literally so you were literally chosen to be a reviewer on this and you just decide not to read like people have to volunteer and be chosen for this type of stuff. And some some people get paid most time. It's a volunteer thing. So like you volunteered your time to read these things and you apparently just don't know how to read. What? What? Why? <laughs> well, see, I have my secretary read it and apparently they didn't understand it. <laughs> thing is I wouldn't be surprised if it actually happened they wouldn't surprise me because I know if I was your secretary and I had some things coming across your desk I'd be like what in the hell is this <laughs> what do the I just, know, uh, I, mm -hmm, I just know that I understand some of these words <laughs> mm -hmm. some not all but some all right, so this has been Season 4, Episode 17 of the Scientific Coaching Podcast. Please, if you are driving somewhere for Thanksgiving, please be safe on the roads. It's it's going to be, at least tomorrow here in West Virginia, it's supposed to be kind of ick with rain and cold and just... So please, be safe out there. Thanksgiving is the biggest travel holiday of the year. So we ask everyone, please just be safe in whatever you're doing. Like I said, driving specifically, but just in general, and enjoy yourself this week. It's a time for being thankful for what we have. Some college programs where you take a hint at that. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. A&M. Um, just please, like, be safe, enjoy it, and most importantly, dig in on that damn turkey. Yes. And all the fixings that go with it. Exactly. My favorite part of the year. Stucky. My favorite part of the year is this year because there's it's every excuse to eat. Like, oh, you ate a bunch of cookies? Yes. Well, it's Christmas. Okay, fine. It's December. Yeah, we're good. Uh, holiday. Exactly. Every, everyone does that. I've been trying to tell my cardiologist this for a while, and I'm guessing it through. <laughs> I will one year, but just not probably not this year. All right. So, like I said, this is season four, episode seventeen, of the Scientific Coaching Podcast. Darren, take us to the holiday season. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. <laughs>